welcome back to the fashion podcast for KRNL. This is episode six, and I'm Angie. And I'm Deuce. And today we're going to first talk about New York Fashion Week, because that just started, um, and then kind of go into award shows and other recent things that have happened. So New York Fashion Week just started. There's not like a ton to talk about currently, because it like literally, I think, started like two days ago. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but that is definitely something to be on the lookout for, um, especially because lately I think New York Fashion Week is becoming a bigger deal than like Paris and stuff is. Yeah. Um, especially for like more experimental like brands. I do agree with that. I feel like it's it's kind of more welcoming to the younger crowd and people that aren't really um, in the scene as much as those people that can actually go to Paris, the people that get invited there. So a lot of people that are trying to like get started, that's a good place for them to just kind of go and be around and kind of can get into shows or get into like workshops and stuff with people that they probably wouldn't be able to meet any other time. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because I think that also the fashion like weeks, depending on the place, they very much reflect the cities that they're in. Mm -hmm. Like the Milan one usually reflects like Italian, like kind of experimental, but it's usually like a classic, um, like leather type situation there. And then Paris, it's, you know, Dior, all of the other Paris, a lot of the Paris brands. Um, But then like, you know. New York, there's always like those streetwear yeah, videos you get, you and get stuff. Here and you kind of mix everything. Yeah, there's like so much happening in that city, so nope. it like makes sense that Fashion Week is also a lot more experimental. Like one of the ones that I saw, because again, like not much has happened yet because it just started. But there was a brand that I had never really heard of before, but I really liked their outfits. Was um, the blondes, and it very much. The whole collection, I, the one that I saw was like the 60s Barbie, like jewels type one. And I really liked that because it reminded me of what I wish that my Barbie dolls as a kid had. Like the <laughs> outfits I wished that I owned for them. But like that whole collection, I was, just remember because I used to like draw like um, I wanted to be a fashion designer as a kid. So I would draw like little things. And a lot of them looked like those outfits not as good of drawings but still the same idea yeah like you know the big gigantic jewels the hair and stuff yeah i really liked that one a lot yeah that's a that gives me more of like a futuristic vibe Mm -hmm. yeah it's like 60s futuristic and stuff yeah i really like that whole aesthetic lately yeah that is a vibe but again like i said like for the third time not a ton has happened with new york fashion week we just wanted to mention um it a little bit but i know that there was um the mischief boots that just came out just too the big so not, red boots yeah not related to new york fashion week but a big fashion thing that has happened lately and i personally love it yes i do too i think they are very neat i've seen a bunch of different outfits i've not seen outfits that look the same either it's like every outfit looks different it's been very neat to see yeah, it's cool because, like, they're very specific in how they look, but they're also very moldable to kind of whatever you want to do. Yes. I will say I don't like people, like, tucking in pants into them. I don't no. think it looks right with the silhouette that they have. If you're going to have, like, the top of the boot out, just wear, like, shorts. Yes. Something like that. Like. And i also seen something neat. One of the... um. One of the creators from Kentucky that I follow, Kentucky Boy Tyler, he did his own. Um, he did kind of his spinoff, and he, like, made some big boots, and they're red, but he, like, had his own material on them. So it was pretty neat, and he wore his with, like, some shorts, but they didn't look the same because they weren't, like, skinny around the ankle mm. to, like, the calf. They were kind of just thicker the whole way around. Okay. 
Oh. I feel like I would like personally like that more. Yeah. Because also I could see like sensory issues yeah. with like wearing the other ones. Because there's like those naked wolf like boots or whatever mm-hmm. that are super tight around the calf to where I've seen like girls. The only way that they can get those boots off is if they have like a significant other that can take their ankle and just yank, yank it. it off because they can't get it off on their own. Yeah. And, like, I think they look so great, but, man, I could not do that sensory-wise. Yeah, could not. That's like when we were talking about the dude that he had put the boots on and he was trying to get the boots off and he yeah. was just getting dragged across the floor. Yeah, wisdom on TikTok because, um, you know, he can style anything at all. Um, and he tried the mischief ones, but in his video, he was like, so I already tried these on and ignored the slice that is on the back of these. So I had to cut them to get them off. It's like, you know, relatable. Uh, his video, I mean, his his outfit was fire. Mm-hmm. I seen this one guy, he was um, breaking down like some color combinations that a lot of people um, don't really think about using together, but they like go so good together. One of mm-hmm. them was camo and orange. Mm, which yeah. I mean, they a lot of people do do it, but it's, you really only see it like with like hunting gear. But like yeah. mixing it together in outfits looks really good. I always think like any of those like forbidden color combinations. Yes, it's just you have to have the right shades of them. Exactly. Like don't do neon of both of them or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. And then he was talking about how Wisdom did the um, he had on the all red with the pink, and he was like mm-hmm. thinking about it, like thinking red and pink in your hair. You don't think that it might go together, but like when you see it, you're like, wow, it looks great. Red and pink, I've always thought looked really good together. Yeah, but so, you got to do it right. Yeah, and some people think that like you can only do it like for Valentine's Day or like around this time, but no. like you can always mix together red and pink. And oh, definitely. Fire. I mean, they're in like this. They're, I mean, pink is just red with white in it. Like yeah. that's it. So they match really well. One of my favorite shirts is um, it's pink and red. Oh, it's pink and red. It's a little Uzi shirt, but it was made. Um, it's human made. So the, that's um one of Nego and Pharrell's brands, which speaking of Pharrell, he's got the, um, he's the creative director at Louis Vuitton now, mm-hmm. which is very big. He's taking Virgil's spot, which is, it's also historic because Virgil was the first African-American to get that spot and now Pharrell right behind him. Mm-hmm. And I think that Pharrell will do well, but man, those are some big shoes to fill. <laughs> they are some big shoes to fill. I think that I think Pharrell's one of those guys. Like, I was watching the video of Pharrell. Yes, it's wild. I was watching, not even on the topic of fashion, I was watching a video of him in the studio with Kanye, and he was listening to Through the Wire, which is one of Kanye's, like, most famous songs, but it was after he had his wreck and everything. Mm-hmm. So he was listening to that, and, like, he's just taking everything in, and the way that he, like, talks about stuff that he's passionate with, like, it's, like, it makes you respect him more, but it also makes you, like, think about, like, hey, man, like, I need to, like, really look into stuff that I'm passionate about because it, like, it just really motivates you to just listen to somebody that's like super knowledgeable on something that they love. Yeah, and you can just tell that he loves the creative process and yes. like everything that he does. Because yes. I also, from what I remember, his like music videos too, he's really like involved in the creative process of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, it's just, it's cool to see too because also, I mean, if I was to expect so- someone to go into the Louis Vuitton like creative director position, I don't think my brain would have ever said Pharrell, but it makes Same. sense. Yes, that, that's that's the wild part. Like I did, I would never have thought it would have been him, but like now that I hear it and see it, I'm like, hey, that's gonna be. Fire. I was kind of expecting like a smaller like designer yes. or like someone that I personally hadn't recognized the name of, but they're like big and like the inner circles of fashion. Like, they're well-known and they're coming yeah. up, like, kind of just giving them their, like, this is your time to shine. Yeah, I wasn't, like, I was expecting, like, that of just, like, oh, this person used to work at blah, 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 like, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Not, like, Pharrell, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. 
I'm very excited to see the route that he goes. I want to say that his first, I had had it pulled up earlier. I want to say his first collection is coming in June. Mm, okay. Yeah, so I'll be very excited to see. Yes, it's going to be Men's Fashion Week in Paris, and it's going to be June. That's pretty soon, honestly, of him, like, coming into the position. Yeah. And actually, I um, I knew that he had worked with Louis Vuitton once, but he actually worked with them two times back in 2004 and 2008. So it's I been, knew the 2008 one. Yeah. 2004 was a little early. Yeah. <laughs> like, really know that. Really remember, or actually. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be super neat to see what he comes with. Everything that he's been doing as of recent, because he's been helping Nigo with his brands. It's, it's very, very colorful, and they do a lot of um, pastel colors. So oh, I think yeah. it'll be neat to see how he uses the resources that he has with Louis Vuitton, because where they have so many different leathers and just different materials, I think it'll be neat to incorporate those colors with those materials. Oh, definitely. It also would be really impressive, too, because, like, leather's a harder material to work with in general, especially mm-hmm. if you want to use it as, like, a pastel. Yes. You have to go through, like, a whole bleaching process and stuff. Um, so that'll be cool. I've always thought that a lot of, like, what Pharrell does, they all kind of, like, match like his music matches how he dresses and then also both of those match with how he helps in designing other things too Uh like there's so much cohesiveness with everything he does which is really cool yeah and it's kind of like what we're talking about with like mischief how it's like it's kind of cool to see a artist really be an artist and not just be he's a rapper he's a producer he's just a clothing designer like they can be everything if they if they feel like they can do it let them do it and just you know yeah I will say, when I think of Pharrell, though, I still think of the really wide brim hats that he used to wear in, like, 2014. Yes. <laughs> so I kind of would—I think it'd be fun to see him, like, bring back that silhouette in, like, some some this way. some way, if he could incorporate yeah. it in something. Yeah, but that's, like, what I think of. Like, like a silhouette of his head that's, like, with the hat. Like, that's what my brain goes to with Pharrell, even though he, like, has not worn that in a very long time. It was just, like, such a thing in 2014. That would be that would be very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I, I would be interested to see if he does any, like, I know he will do collaborations, but if he collabs with people, I would really be interested to see him do a collaboration with um, Nigo. Nigo has, like, a, he is the, I might get this mixed up, but he is the creative director and the artistic director. But the creative director, I want to say that's for Human Made, and the artistic director is for um, Kenzo. And Kenzo's more of like a high fashioner. It's like, that sounds right. Yeah, Kenzo's more high fashion, and then I think that would be a very good collaboration with Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it would match really well, too. And they yes. already have the existing relationship. Exactly. But I think it'd be cool, too, to have more like collaborations with other people in the music scene because he has those connections compared yes. to other like creative directors. Um, and that might be a good way to... like. Louis Vuitton is always relevant, but that mm-hmm. might be a good way to like r- introduce a new generation to Louis Vuitton yeah. because he has those connections to the music industry. And with him, I mean, same with Virgil, because that's one of the things that Virgil was big on. Like they started selling to people that were in the industry because those are the people that people are going to see. And those are the people that you want to like be tied in with. And by having him already already have those connections, he doesn't even have to really like push those products out to people. Mm-hmm. People are going to be looking at like, yo, Pharrell's like, Pharrell's leading the team over there now. We've got to, we've got to get that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, he's so like nice too that everyone's like, ooh, like, yeah, nobody, my friend is in this now. Let's, yeah, nobody let's really has a problem with him. Everybody really respects him and he's just mm-hmm. not even like, you can just look at somebody and tell they're like a genuine character. Yeah. And I mean, that shows like also just how important Virgil was too, yes. is like, because 
music and everything. Um, I mean, this goes into what we were going to talk about with like the Super Bowl and stuff too, with like musicians wearing certain brands is super important. Yes, because like. Like, so people have, like, kind of favorite actors, but it's not nearly as, like, this is my favorite singer, this is my favorite rapper, this is my favorite band. Like, it's way more intensive of who people look at with music compared to, like, acting and stuff. So I'd say I like some actors, but I don't think I have, like, a favorite, like, ever, other than, like, I have favorite works that people do, but not, like, them themselves. Yeah, and I think, like... Adding on to that, like those people that are your favorite actors, you couldn't like, you might could think of sometimes like if they've posted something crazy, like you might remember their outfit. But most of the time when you're thinking of them, you're thinking of them in like a film or something versus like that artist, you're either thinking about their music or, oh, I seen him wearing that or I seen her wearing this. Like you're really thinking about what they're, what they look like when they're not. In their in your ears. Well, especially like because in movies and stuff, they're really not the ones that are involved with like the costuming. That's usually the costuming director for the movie or the producer themselves or the director themselves. Um, But, you know, in like music videos, most of the time the artist has some say in like whatever they wear in the music video. And those like you watch more consistently because I mean, like movies and TV shows, they're longer than like a three minute. Yeah, I will say though some of the music videos that I consistently watch are like ten minutes long or something. So nothing you know, wrong with that. They're still long, but it's it's okay. Yeah, I think it is neat how a lot of the artists now they really um they like jump off of these creative directors and brands and like they get a lot of inspiration from them. One of the people that like really that like sparks my brain on is Uzi. Little Uzi, mm-hmm. he um he used to work with Virgil and Virgil would like design like covers for him slash like be creative directors for videos so like getting Mm -hmm. that getting the creativity from somebody else that they like really respect and like they they kind of like know that they they don't know the vision that you want but they know the they kind of like know where you're trying to go and they're just kind of helping you with that path well because i can see your like brand itself and everything too like the best example I have for, like, music is honestly, like, Lady Gaga because she's super involved in everything that she does for the creative process, including outfits. Because one of my favorite videos ever is what Vogue does with, um, like, a handful of artists where they go through the portfolio of all of the, um, like, both, like, performances, like, red carpet looks and stuff, too. Um, Cher has done one, too, and that was great. But, um, like... Specifically with the meat dress for Lady Gaga, everyone that she talked to was like, we can make like fake meat or something. And she was like, no, we're using real. <laughs> like, it, like, like, it's just like a, she's super involved in all of it. And all of the um, designers that she's worked with, they like understand what she wants specifically. Okay. And she like helps to design a lot of it, too, which is really cool. Yeah. I love her in every way possible. <laughs> But going into more of music, the Super Bowl just happened. Correct. Which I'm sure everyone is aware, even if they did not watch the Super Bowl. Yes, the Eagles should have won. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> I The only Super Bowl that I had an opinion on was last year's. When the Bengals were playing? Yes, okay. because also, I mean, I don't have a favorite NFL team. If I had a pick, probably Bengals just because... Closest. Pro- proximity. That's the same with me. Like, I'm not super big NFL fan. I really just started watching because I started petting as of recent. Oh, okay. <laughs> Makes like, sense. That's, I'm more of an NBA guy, but I do root for the closest team. Yeah, I think, like, uh, half the time, like, when I was younger, I would just see who, like, won or seemed to be winning. I'm like, they're my favorite team <laughs> until yeah. the next Super Bowl or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I like an underdog story, too. So the only Super Bowl I actually cared about who won was the Bengals. The rest of the years, my family does, like, betting for the Super Bowl. And so, like, I kind of care just to get, like, money. But, like, whoever wins in the end, Uh, I don't know who should have won. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) It was a really good game, though. It came down to the last, like, last minute. There was a— Yeah, it was really close. There was a call that— some people think that they shouldn't have called, which it was it was the right call, but it's like one of those things like let them play just because everybody wants to see how the game would actually pan out. But mm-hmm. that call happened, and then they kind of just ran the timeout, got a field goal, and that was the game. Yeah, one thing about the Super Bowl that I think is so interesting and like how NFL works is how like the refs basically like have to compete for who will ref the Super Bowl because yeah. it's like – if you make any one controversial call or something, you're out of like oh, the yeah. possibility because they don't want the Super Bowl being questioned at all. Yeah, and the, I think that might be the harder thing with the NFL compared to the NBA because like the NBA, you got an 82 game season, so if you're messing up during that season, you're going to go on and get marked off. Like they're not refing the playoffs versus yeah. NFL. You've only got about 15 to 17 weeks. Like you might get those preseason weeks, but I mean the good referees might not ref during those weeks. It might be younger people trying to work their way up yeah i mean there's just so much more games than basketball in general too mm-hmm. like um i don't know it's just so interesting to me that they also have to compete it's not just like the teams yeah but also with the super bowl so the halftime show happened and i personally really liked it i don't i wouldn't say it's the absolute best show that i've ever seen but rihanna was fantastic because yes. she always is i think it was great under the circumstances yeah because also i mean she was pregnant literally and nobody really knew that before yeah, like, what's funny, though, is, like, the second that she went on. Everybody like, was like, uh, is she pregnant? It's like, we don't want to be um, insensitive, yes. but is she? Yes. But, it, like, she just still did great. Also, the fact that she still went up in the air while being pregnant is honestly really impressive. Yes. I'd be too scared to do that. Yeah. Also, she seems very far along if she's showing. Yes. And I've seen some videos and they were talking about some of the backup dancers. They were like, we didn't even know she was pregnant. Yeah. Like, nobody knew she was pregnant until... Afterwards, they were like, yeah, she is. Oh, I know. I know ASAP Rocky was just, like, so proud of himself. Yes, yes. <laughs> the whole time. But she did great. And, like, she also isn't, like, a huge dancer. So I wasn't really expecting it. But her actual dancers were great. And I used to, like, follow. I used to have, like, little moments, like, probably a month of my life or something where I would go into a huge, like, rabbit hole of, like, one million dance studio and, like, um, the royal family and stuff like watching all of their dance shows. And I, before her halftime started, I was like, Royal Family better be her backup dancers. Because no. otherwise, what? Yes, they were. They were the ones on the stage. The ones that were like on, I think some of the people on the platforms, like the um, suspended platforms, and then no. the people on the field. Some of the platform dancers were scouted ones, like not royal family ones, but most of them were her own dancers. And then the field ones were all like scouted, auditioned people. Okay. But the people on stage with her were royal family and her other dancers. And then Paris Gobel um, is the one who choreographed all of it, which I'm like, good. (laughs) Makes sense. No. Because if anyone doesn't know, Paris um, Gobel is the person who choreographed Justin Bieber's Sorry dance. Um, And then also, she is the one who, um, Royal Family is her dance crew. And she is the one who did the original viral dance in like 2015 
of the whole dance crew of Royal Family doing Bitch Better Have My Money. That specific dance is them, which okay. is why I was like, they better do it. Yeah. It's like, it better be them. I'm yeah. like, come on. <laughs> that was a cultural reset, that whole dance. So I'm glad that that was the opener and that they were her dancers. Yes. The the halftime show was great, though. I um, mm-hmm. I realized during the half well, before the halftime show, I was like, I don't want to hear Rihanna. But then during the halftime show, I was like, oh, wow. I did not know that I was this much of a fan slash knew all of her songs. But oh, I know. She's a household name. And Literally everyone our age probably knew at least most of them. Yes. It's also even ones that she didn't play. Everyone knows. Yeah. Like Monster, Disturbia, yeah. uh, Ponder Replay. Like, I saw someone say that she should have played S&M, though. And I was like, look, okay, I love S&M. But people were, like, getting upset at just Chris Stapleton existing and, like, <laughs> singing the national anthem. So I'm like, if she did S&M, people would have aneurysms. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real. <laughs> that song is not exactly PG-13. Yeah. So it's like, if people are, like, upset about Chris Stapleton doing the national anthem... Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm glad she didn't. I think she uh, played, like, the instrumental for it at some point. Okay. But I saw someone being like, she should have done this. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. No. I'm like, people got mad at J-Lo and Shakira for just performing. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe not. I did see some people getting mad at the way that they were dancing, but, I mean. I mean, it's dance. It's also it's art. If you look at how, firstly, Paris choreographs, but also how the royal family dances— that is just how they dance. Mm-hmm. Like, that is their style. Yeah. Because also, they're some of the most influential dancers, like, period. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's just let them exist. Exactly. It also matches half of the songs. Like, yeah. all, like the, the type of dancing matches what the tempo of the songs is. Exactly. And the vibe. <laughs> like, let's calm down on that. <laughs> but um, originally, I thought that Rihanna was wearing Savage X, but I found out in preparing for this episode that she was not actually which was kind of surprising to me. But from what we could find, the dancers were wearing Savage X. Yes. Which still makes sense. And everybody like, had on the Fenty makeup. Mm-hmm. Oh, the little, um, the powder moment. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, product plug. I was like, perfect. I love this. And then something else that we had seen was that she was wearing a pair of, um, it was a collaboration with Mason Margella and Solomon, which is like a, kind of like a lifestyle shoe. And uh, the shoe that she had on was very unique. It was... It's a red shoe with, like, some accents of pink, but super neat. We couldn't really tell which sneaker she was actually wearing. I feel like we kind of both think that it's maybe a custom one or, like, it's, like, a custom combo. Yeah, we've seen one that was, like, a high top, and then we've seen one that kind of had, like, a— It had, like, a drawstring, like, thing, which matched, like, the rest of the jumpsuit and stuff. So we don't really know which sneaker— but I think it probably was a custom one because, yeah. I mean, she's Rihanna. And yeah, it looked like she had, like, a high top that also had the drawstring with it. Yeah, I think the thing that tripped us up was the, like, pink accent on it because mm-hmm. it looked slightly different from what we were looking at yes. on, like, the website. And it was just really confusing for very, a Very, very. But they had—I um, had seen some stuff that they said a bunch of people in Fashion Week were on the streets wearing those after the um, halftime performance, which need to see how it translates from— them watching it on TV to them actually going out and putting it on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Rihanna herself is just really influential. Very. Because um, also she's someone that like has always kind of been involved with fashion, even before she made Savage X, because people were like, she can pull off anything. Yes. Like fully, which she can. Like. Yes. And now with her being with ASAP, that's just like. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she like fashion. designs some of ASAP's like actual 
like suits and like red carpet stuff just yeah. says a lot yes <laughs> about her in general yes very very fashionable couple right there oh definitely and they're just fun i saw a little video of him reacting to her yeah. performing on super bowl <laughs> and i was like this is adorable yeah. and i love all of it like, <laughs> and then it w- i went in like a rabbit hole of like them talking about each other and i was like this is really cute <laughs> there's like some um i don't remember what red carpet it was but it's whatever red carpet where she designed his suit and then she's wearing like a mint teal type dress that okay. she also designed i believe um and there was just like a whole like three minute video of him like gushing about that specific outfit on her and i was like this is adorable and i feel lonely <laughs> like, but then like he told her that that was her fa- like his favorite outfit he's ever seen on her yeah and she was like really she's like, i've worn better and then he said um yeah but i gotta see you in it like witness it in person I was mm-hmm. like stop it <laughs> like that's so cute that is yeah i loved all of that oh. but i know that he was like smirking about all of people's reactions to her pregnancy yeah i saw so many people being like asap like leave like get off like come on do we want an album <laughs> which fair yeah it's fair, fair. i kind of interested to see what she's gonna do though because mm-hmm. i could see I was talking to someone of, I can see the Super Bowl performance either being like a hard launch into redoing music. Because or I just know, like, a... like, I know that she said that she like still likes making music and like she kind of wants to do it. But I could also see like the Super Bowl being like the ultimate conclusion yeah, to like the retirement. Yeah. Of like, um, like maybe she'll like do more soundtrack stuff like she did with um, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. But like. I could see it being both like her relaunching music, but also that possibly being like the cap for her music career. Because now she's very much more business oriented of Fenty Beauty and Savage X. And I think at some point that's kind of like, kind of got to like move on slash kind of just let the work that you've done, let it do what it's going to do and not kind of oversaturate. Because like, yeah, people want to hear more of her, but like... I mean, if she has passions in other fields, let her go and do that because she might be more beneficial to the world around her versus what she's already done for the music industry. Yeah, and it's not like she hasn't released anything. Like, she did do the soundtrack for Wakanda exactly. Forever. And like, that's kind of like how, like, when artists get bigger, like, they start, they don't have to release as much because, like, when mm-hmm. you're first becoming an artist, you've got to keep consistently pushing stuff out so people can hear you and actually become fans. But once they become fans, you don't have to hit them all the time yeah. with something. And I mean, she's a billionaire. She's fine. Exactly. <laughs> like she's she's she doing cool. great. Yes. But like what, like we were saying, it was so interesting watching the show because you realize how much, uh, like how many of her songs like are viral, like went on like big radio hits. Yeah. And she's not old in any way whatsoever. Which like, is wild. She's like what, mid thirties? Yes. Something like that. Like most of that, and she, I think she hasn't released music since like 2017 or later than that. Yeah, it might be like 2016. Something like that. But she hasn't released music for a good amount of years. So like all of those, all of that music was made in her like late teens, like 20s. So, and she has so many songs that I'm like, she probably like almost like burned herself out on music. She released stuff all of the time because I did not realize just how many songs that I knew, but if you think about how many songs everyone wanted to hear, everyone knows from her, and then what she played, it's a lot that's of songs. a lot that she fit into like probably like a fourteen-year music career or yeah. something. Like that's a lot of releases. That is.
That's a lot, and that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of good releases. Yeah, that they all did well. That's really impressive. <laughs> like on like on our own, that's insane. Yes, it is. Like so, even with that, I could see it being like a cap almost of like she did. She's already released so much so early too that I could definitely see Super Bowl being like the end of the music. Because also that I mean that's a really interesting way to go. Like that's a really cool way to go out. Yeah, <laughs> you've already performed to the Super Bowl before, and then what better way to go out showing off that you're you're pregnant you just had a kid and you're kind of just like this is like my farewell yeah like you you dressed your dancers in your own brand you promoted your own beauty company while also wearing it you're you're showing off that you're having your second child and you just are the headliner, the only performer yeah. for the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's another which, like, thing that was... That's a good way to go out. Yes, that's something else that was very um, surprising, that there was no there was no guest. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, though, if you think about it, she has so many songs that it's like, what else would have happened? I would have loved to see Eminem, though, yes. and her. But Eminem did do last year, so exactly. I, I understand why. But I did see something interesting, though, of... I didn't think about it when it got announced, but like obviously people are talking about like potential um, like Super Bowl like headliners for the like next few years. Um, now that like Apple Music is the one who does it instead of Pepsi, they can potentially get more artists because okay. they don't have to do the people that are signed with um, Pepsi. Yeah, because like there are a bunch of people like Taylor Swift and stuff that they are like Coke sponsored, mm. so they. Like they technically could get offered but by Pepsi, but like not really. More, It'd yeah. have to be like a really weird contract thing. So now that Apple Music does it, they have way more repertoire like yeah. that they can go through, which is really cool. And also they're a music company, so exactly. it, made, it made sense. Exactly. Like it definitely made a lot of sense that yeah. they would switch to them. That is dope. Yeah, so that'll be cool. I've seen a lot of theories of who could potentially do the halftime show next. Mm-hmm. I saw someone say um, Miley Cyrus, and I think that would be really good, honestly, that, that especially good. with like her recent thing. I was telling my friend, though, that I think it would be great if it was Miley with Dolly Parton as a guest, because I would love that. That <laughs> would be, that'd be a vibe. Like, it's Dolly. That would be a vibe. No one would be mad. <laughs> like, easily the way that you could get out of any controversy is having Dolly Parton with you. Yeah. Like, I would love it. I don't know if that would be the next one. I could see that in the next few years or something, though. But we'll see. Who knows? I'm also excited for the um, the NBA All-Star Weekend. Is It's this weekend, and they're going to have well, the All-Star Game Sunday. But performing for their halftime is Burner Boy and Tim's, which are both they're, oh. um, African artists that are really kind of blowing up now. There's somebody mm-hmm. else performing with them, but those two right there. I'd seen Burner Boy, and I sent it to my friends, and I was like, this is going to be great. Then I seen Tim's, and I was like, this is going to be amazing. You're like, this is going to be yeah. fantastic. Burner Boy, great musician, but Tim's is like, listening to Tim's, if you haven't heard Tim's, listen to her. It's like one of those things, it's like, it doesn't sound real. Like, it sounds I so amazing. I love music like that, where yes. it's just like, I'm like, I can't believe that you're actually doing this yes. right now. like, it is just beautiful. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, some singers that I, like, hear, and, like, I've heard it referred to as, like, siren voice of, like, it doesn't sound like a person yeah. at all. Like, it sounds like a, something in, like, a fantasy, like, uh-huh. movie or something, which I love. <laughs> I think yes. it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, but that sounds like a, it'll be a really cool show. I'll definitely tune into that because I don't 
pay attention to the NBA yeah. <laughs> like, at all or really NFL, but I will definitely watch that and yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> Sunday night. Sunday night? Okay. Yeah, it should be should be a good all-star game, too. They've kind of switched up the rules, so. Oh, that'll be cool. Be neat. See how they do with, like, the new changes and stuff. Yeah, like, they normally pick their teams, like, two weeks ago, but they're picking their teams right before the game. Oh. So it's like kind of like like real pickup basketball. Like, I want oh, you, I want cool you. Oh, that's cool that they do that now. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I may watch that, actually. Yeah, so it won't be like, I guess you can actually see, like, who people want to play with and just mm-hmm. guess get a more genuine reaction versus, like, I knew I was playing with that dude for two weeks, so I've been kind of practicing how he plays and, like, how we could play together. Yeah, and it's kind of like, I feel like that brings back more nostalgia of just people, like, playing basketball, like, exactly. in, like, the, in, like, their driveway or their, Yes, like, it goes from, like, being kind of serious to like we're gonna be serious, but we're also gonna have fun. Yeah, which you can't is, take the fun part out of it. Yeah, I mean that's why most people do. I think that's what's always sad about like sports and stuff, especially with football. Um, and like, okay, this is gonna take a slightly dark turn, but like all of the um, like injuries that happen in professional football, but also football in general, um, like with Tua and stuff too. Like I saw a lot of pe- like football players being like. You have to ask yourself, like, is this sport worth it? Like, yeah. do I love it that much? And it's so sad that, like, people have to, like, consider that. because yeah, really, have what, to come to that point. Like, people go into, like, professional sports because they love the sport. Yeah. And so I like that they bring, like, the fun back into it. Because also, if it becomes your job, it's a lot easier to just kind of be like, oh, I got to go into work today and play. Yeah. But, like, if you make it fun, then it, like, brings back the joy of it. Exactly. And that's some kind of some stuff that I, I mean, going off that for NFL, they their all-star stuff is called the Pro Bowl. But I've seen some stuff about them, like, switching to flag football. So mm. they're not, like, hitting each other. Because that's one of the things about football now is, like, the way of tackling and how they're trying to, like, they're trying to, I mean, not trying to be um, corny, but they're trying to tackle the problem of, like, how people tackle. And they're trying to kind of, like, fix it. <laughs> they're trying to fix everything to where, like, people don't get hurt and they can mm-hmm. kind of bypass a bunch of injuries that happen just by just the way people fall down or the people by the way people hit each other but like yeah. with flag football that would kind of bring back that nostalgia of like when you're little mm-hmm. and people just kind of I mean you there's going to be people that are you could really see how they play versus like them being scared of getting hit because even with like injuries and stuff happening now there's people that like in their head they're thinking I could like that could be me next play like there's yeah. pe- it's with other sports like basketball even soccer like those type of sports like the main injuries that are like career ending can be like ACL MCL stuff like that and it's yeah. not stuff that you're thinking about when you're like going through the motions but like in football it's brain injuries and yeah things. and like when you're running and you're thinking like oh I'm about to get hit like people sometimes like people will shield themselves and that's when people actually get hurt more when they're like yeah. trying to get away from something and, and I think that like DeMar Hamlin really brought a lot of, like, necessary conversation because that is terrifying. Yes, and that's, like, completely— Because that was a normal tackle, completely. It was nothing went wrong. He It wasn't even like he really, like, shielded himself and anything. He It was a normal Normal tackle, tackle. normal play. Like, nothing really went wrong, and then he went into cardiac arrest, and everyone had to see that. that. Like, I think that that was really what made a lot of people go— this could literally be me. This that, could be anyone. And that was one of those more eye-opening things for, like, people that don't, like, watch football a lot. Mm-hmm. Because no, people, yeah, because I don't really watch football a ton, and I was like, oh, it, it takes my some, God. It takes something like that for them to see, and you can kind of, like, yeah. 
correlate everything else that's going around. But like people that watch football a lot, they like same thing that happened with Tua, like his the brain injuries that he mm-hmm. had, and like other people, like you see this stuff consistently happening, and then you see something else happen that's not yeah. on the same like level. Like it's on the same level, but it's not. This is a brain injury, and this is just like this is like like potentially like like he could have died. Yes, like fully at yes. that moment. Like yeah, I don't know. It's so interesting to me too with all of that is like for such a long time it's like it's cpt right the brain injury cte cte thank you there's a lot of cpt is um a or i was thinking of cbt which is like a therapy thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's too many like c <laughs> things it's like a therapy thing that is in psychic whatever but um like cte like people know that that exists and they've known for a very long time yeah. that it pretty much is caused by football mm-hmm. like um, not exclusively but like a lot of yes. um cte stuff is um football related injuries and so i feel like people just got really like desensitized to it almost mm-hmm. of like brain injuries and stuff but to a brought that up more and then demar hamlin cuz it wasn't even related yeah. to brain stuff but who knows he may be We'll have something related to it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, sorry to take that on like a dark turn and stuff, but I think it's important, but also it's just a fascinating thing too, because I don't really pay attention to football that much either. And both of those I heard about immediately. Yeah. I do think that all of the injuries that have happened in the last year of the NFL, I think that it's going to not even shape the NFL differently, it's going to shape football differently. Mm-hmm. Like from Pee Wee football all the way up to the NFL. Like they're yeah. going to start implementing different rules and different ways. I can see ways. college being very affected by it because yeah. I feel like a lot of injuries happen in college more yes. than anything else. And there's already, like, they already have implemented so many different things. And it's just like they've got to keep adding on and keep make, making a better plan. Because, like, even with college, like, you have to go to college for three years before you can go to the NFL. And that's just based off of you're not big enough and your your body's not matured enough to go against. Yeah. I mean... I mean, you have, like, people in the NFL who have been, like, in the NFL for, like, 20, 30 years or something. Yes. And they're big dudes. Yes. And you got to think about somebody going to school for, say, if they went to school for four years and they go in the NFL and, like, a bunch of the linemen, like, a good lineman's probably, like, a peak year is probably, like... 10 to 12 years in the league like you Mm -hmm. have those studs that come out of college and they're good in like four or five years but those other people are like they're just veterans and they've been there for 10 to 12 think about somebody that is 30 some years old going against an 18 year old yeah which like both of them have benefits but also one is more experienced physically yes and like with in the nba it's different like a 30 like lebron just passed um kareem in the scoring record that's different because like you're not as physical like the game is not as physical and you're not hitting each other physically with your bodies. exactly <laughs> like, if, you, if you can take care of your body you'll be good in basketball in the long run and yeah. like lebron's showing that because he is i mean he's playing with people he is playing with kids right now that he, he was played their parents yes which is yeah. like he was talking to a guy he was talking to jabari smith in the game and yeah, jabari I was, was about like, to bring that up i thought that was hilarious he was like hey my dad played against you and he was like really and it's just so wild he was like your first game that you ever played it was against my dad and he was yeah. like, that makes you feel old doesn't it yes and, and the, the crazy thing is is lebron's like one of his, his well his oldest child has the potential to be in the NBA in two yeah, years yeah isn't he yeah I was gonna say isn't he like about to he's about like to him? he's a senior this year so he'd be going to college and then one mm. year he could potentially go to the NBA I mean like Anthony Davis literally was at UK for a singular semester yeah. and then went into the NBA so yeah so it's it'll be it'll be very interesting to see 
That mm-hmm. would just if if LeBron does get to play with one of his children, that would just add on to the list of he is the goat. But he is he's the greatest. He's the greatest basketball player ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I've seen that video of Jabari Smith saying that to him probably it's like wild. five times, and it's really funny to me. It's wild. He said, "You making me feel old." <laughs> Yeah, he knew what he was doing. (laughs) Like, man, he didn't have to do that to him. It's so wild. LeBron, I'd seen a crazy stat about him. He's played more. He's been in the NBA longer than he's actually, like, been alive. Yeah, yeah. It's like he, like, finally passed it. He's been in the NBA more of his life than he's not been in the NBA. Which is wild. Yes. Like, that's crazy. Oh. I don't know. (laughs) It's very wild. Sometimes, though, I forget how, like large you have to be for like NBA mm-hmm. and stuff like how tall they are and everything like Michael Jordan yeah, when Shaq you... and like LeBron I forget just how like you know tall they are and then like they're like this is his shoe yeah <laughs> like <laughs> when you okay. look at them on the TV they don't all look as big because they're Except about all Shaq. the same size because he's just I mean, he's seven Shaq. foot diesels what they call them big, <laughs> I mean, big tank yeah. <laughs> no when I like like when I like, I think I saw like a picture of him next to like Lady Gaga or something. She's like my height, like mm-hmm. exactly or something. And I was like, "That's, that's, that's <laughs> scary. He's t- large. Yes. He's a tall man. Yes, <laughs> isn't he like six, like seven or something? Shaq. Yeah, Shaq's seven foot. He, okay, he is seven foot. Yeah. I thought I thought uh-huh. that I thought that people were maybe exaggerating that or no, something. He's seven okay, foot. he is. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's seven foot. LeBron's about six eight. Mm-hmm. And then MJ about six 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 seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw. I sometimes I think that like people exaggerate like yeah. Shaq's height, and then like you see him, and you're like, oh, oh no. wow. It's like, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and now he just does like subway commercials. Yes, Shaq is. Which I'm like, good for you. Shaq is breaded now. He's funny. Yes, too. He is. he's very funny. Very funny. Like I love all the commercials. I will say the Super Bowl commercials were not that great this year. No. The only one that really stuck with me, though, was Tubi. Mm, I have opinions of that one. Because at first it was the rabbit was pulling people out. Well, the bunny was pulling people out of their houses. And then... That one was so weird. Yes. And then they scared me. Then they thought that... I mean, I thought that the TV messed up. Okay. The TV one was smart. That was. But another dark thing. That caused a lot of domestic abuse. Things. Oh, I believe that. I, mean, um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so a lot of people said, like, um, people online were saying, like, I'm breaking up with my boyfriend because of his reaction to the TV commercial. Because it's, like, he started, like, screaming at this girl, like, saying, like, things she would never repeat yeah. at all. And, like, punching the wall and stuff. She was like, I don't like how you just reacted to this tiny thing. Yeah. Like, no. And then, like, people working at bars, they got, like, drinks thrown at them and stuff, thinking that they changed the channel. So I'm like, maybe let's... Research a little bit about your audience before doing that yeah, commercial. But the commercial was smart. It was very because smart. Because it made everyone remember it. Yes. But yeah, because also, I mean, people sit on remotes all the time, so that can exactly. happen. No, easily. when it happened, I looked around the room and I was like, okay, who just no, did this? No, it was so weird because, like, my roommate went upstairs to, like, um, go get something from her room, and I was on the other side of the couch, and I knew that the remote was on the complete other end. Uh-huh. And then it started changing, and I was like, are we haunted right now? Like, is there a ghost? <laughs> like, what's going on? One of our friends just went upstairs, and that happened, and we were like, did, did she, like, hop on the, the remote and, like, change it in and, like, change the TV Oh, like, a, like the mobile remote yeah. or something, yeah. We were so confused. It was really weird. There was, um, there was one, oh, there was another commercial that I'm trying to think of at the moment. Um, one that was smart was the, um, like, Blue Moon one or mm-hmm. something. 
because um, it talked about the other two brands. Okay. Um, and we, but after the commercial, we were both like, "How are they allowed to do that?" And then we found out that they're all owned by the same company. We we're oh, like, "Oh, okay, that okay, makes sense." Okay. But yeah. it was still, it was still good. No, but I forgot about the rabbit one. That scared me. The, the that one was, was weird. Wild. That was creepy. <laughs> I also really liked the um, Jack Harlow commercial. Mm, okay, so I was saying to my roommate when that one came on that I forget how famous this man is. Yes, because like last year, two years ago. Like, well, also I'm from Louisville, which is even wilder because like, like for I a have, long time he wasn't he wasn't that big. No, because I literally in high school, like freshman year, I remember um, my whole friend group would listen to his music on Spotify, uh, not Spotify. What is SoundCloud? Uh-huh. Like would listen to his EPs on like SoundCloud, and it was like, yeah, this person or whatever, um, and then. I like know people who were friends with him like in high school um, and then like, like people like um, I have like almost a direct connection like a mutual friend with his younger brother uh-huh. too and so like I forget that this man is like actually famous yeah, like really he's worldwide now he's like, a global he's, like artist. he is like Lil Nas X famous yes he went from statewide to okay I've got I got everybody in the US looking at me but now yeah. he is globally known like, and I forget that until yes, I saw it, it him happened. on the, like until so I saw that on like the Super Bowl commercial and I was like, oh man, <laughs> that's a, it, that right there showed you that like anybody can do it because mm-hmm. it's like it's just wild. Well, it's interesting too because like growing up, I knew like I had heard of and like um, listened to like Bryson Tiller stuff mm-hmm. a lot more than Jack Harlow in general because yeah, the same because like me. Bryson Tiller was more famous exactly, but like. Pretty much people outside of Kentucky don't really know Bryson Tiller that much, is no. what I've learned. And everyone knows Jack Harlow, and I'm like, what Which is wild. Here? It's kind of like they, a lot of people knew Tiller for a while because of, like, just the R&B way, but, like, it's well, kind of like... Also, I mean, 502 come up and stuff. Yeah, and it kind of like, once he stopped dropping stuff, I mean, it's kind of like what R&B artists do. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't release music like that as much because theirs is more off of, like, the situations they're going through versus... Um, other genres will just be like just releasing a lot of music. He's also more like community focused now. Like he's yes. donating a lot in Louisville too. So and I think he's, he's doing daughter, that more. Yeah. He's yeah. just kind of vibing out. But I just I forget how famous like Jack Harlow is, and then like was, I'll see like people I'll see like people on like my Twitter feed like thirsting over him and yes. stuff, or like other celebrities mentioning him, and I'm like, huh? I use <laughs> like, it as happened? I use it as motivation. I'll never forget <laughs> my freshman year, my um. One of my really good friends, she FaceTimed me and she was with him. So I talked mm-hmm. to him for like five minutes. And after that, like that, when I talked to him during that time, I had like kind of started listening to him more. Mm-hmm. But like I knew a bunch of his stuff. But I was like, okay, this dude's actually cool. Like I actually can like fully support him now because I'm kind of big on like, I don't like, I, I'll listen to somebody, but I'm not going to say like I'm a fan if I don't like the way that they, they interact with people. Mm-hmm. Or the way that they, like, go about themselves. And, like, just everything that I see about him is just, like, this dude's a vibe. Yeah. I like that he's bringing more attention to Louisville specifically. Because also the more attention that it gets, the more monetary help that the Mm -hmm. city will get. And it needs it. It does. It really needs it. I also thought it was... Like, I I can appreciate that a lot. Yeah, seeing him in the commercial was... I loved it. But then when I seen Urban Wyatt, I was like, ah, this is just... (laughs) This is goaded. Yeah. But, man, I, like, fully... Like, it was just so surreal. I was like... Wow. wow yeah because <laughs> like, i like st- i don't like th- when i hear his name i don't think of him as like as what he is yeah i think of him what is like i what, what i first seen him as and what i what i knew yeah like him. freshman year on soundcloud all my freshman like 
friends in high school being like, yeah, this dude. And the funny thing about like when I first heard about him, it was my sister. And my sister was always telling me like, you need to listen to this dude. Like he's really good. I never respected my sister's take on like rap music. <laughs> like she listens to a lot of music and I'd never like take, I would, I just never respected it. And like, I started listening to him. She was telling me this when she was, um, it would have been our, when, when I was a freshman too, cause she was a senior. It was her sophomore her sophomore to senior year, that's when she started listening to him. Mm-hmm. And she had, like, seen him in concert. But it was like, mm, okay. I, I was like, I don't I don't want to listen to him. But I wish I did earlier. Cause yeah, I will be honest. I have not listened to pretty much anything recent. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the last time I heard, like, actually listen to anything was What's Poppin'. And yeah. I, and I, like, my friends played it. But um, his first, like, actual album with, um, I don't, I have no idea what the name of it is, but it's the one with Ghost on it. Yes, great song. Yeah, I, I actually know that song, like, completely. But I like that one a lot because almost all of those songs have references to Louisville, like yeah, River, River can, Road and stuff. Yeah, You can really tell, like, he's global on this last album compared to, like, the other ones. Mm-hmm. The other ones were him, like, it's literally He's just talking about, like, his, his life. life. Yeah. Yeah, compared to now, it's kind of like, okay. I'm having fun now. I can talk about whatever. Yeah, I'll be completely honest. I haven't heard anything like <laughs> since what's popping like at all. But yeah, I do. I remember really liking that um, like first like actual album. I think mm-hmm. that was the first one like actual full album that got released. But I remember liking it a lot because it's also cool hearing like, oh, I know that place. Yeah, like, I can picture it right now. Oh. I've driven on there. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's cool, but it was really surreal seeing that it commercial. Was. It was. It was. It was a vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than that, the commercials were kind of a disappointment. They were. I know that my whole family was really, um, because I wasn't, like, with my family for the Super Bowl, but um, they always, like, um, wait for the Budweiser one with the um, Clydesdale horses and, Mm -hmm. like, the Dalmatian and stuff. Yeah. And I, like, tuned into the Super Bowl late because I accidentally took a nap. (laughs) Like, I'll be honest, I took a nap on accident and missed, like, the first, like, half or something. Um, but I don't think that commercial like played at all, and my my whole family like loves seeing that because they want to see what like new like what new thing they do. But it's the same like animals every time, uh-huh. and I don't remember seeing that. I was about to say I don't I don't think I yeah, which is really weird because they do it every year and they have for like decades yeah. or something. So it, I know it, that it they were I kept seeing I kept seeing this one commercial and it was like saying like. The YouTube I mean not YouTube but the the Super Bowl commercials cost so much and like then the commercial would just shut off. Just, I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, in mine, um, I kept seeing a bunch of local commercials, too, which I knew. Oh, yeah, because some of them pay for it. One of the funniest ones I saw was, you know, Daryl Isaacs, yes. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because um, I had a friend who did, um, like, theater with his kids, okay. um, like, back in high school. And it's, like, the weird, really weird, like, CGI one of him, like, fighting, like, a dragon or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was, like, a few years ago. Um, but I just remember being told, like, by my friend when they went back into, like, rehearsals, like, the next time, right after the Super Bowl, they asked his kids, of, like, did you know that he was, like, doing that and, like, paying that money? And they were like, no. We didn't know until we sat down, watched it, and saw it come up. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, okay. That's funny. Yeah, it was really weird. I was like, what is happening on this commercial <laughs> right now? That is comedy. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think that that's kind of all that we have to talk about at the moment. Thank you for joining in on this episode, and shout out to Pops Vintage, as always. And we'll see you guys next time. Have a good day. 